from Palma de Mallorca to the global super yacht community. Super Yacht Radio. You're listening to the Overboard Show. We are coming live from Palma de Mallorca with a special guest from We're talking Barcelona. Indeed, to, to Andres Colmenares. He is the thinker, researcher, and co founder of alternative think tank yeah. called IAM. And now, when I was a kid, and I wanted to do some socializing, my mother would open the hall door, kick me out onto the street, and I would go and find somebody to play with and to talk with. And uh, as I grew up, I think you probably did the same, uh, if you wanted to do some socializing, you walked down to the local park, um, you found somebody to hang out with, Or, or you rung up a friend and you arranged to meet somewhere. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you'd use the phone, but wasn't always allowed to use the phone. That was back in the day when you just, you know, phone calls were expensive. Um, but we live in a different world now. So, so when people want to uh, socialize, you don't even actually move from your house. You can just pick up your mobile phone, open up an app, be it uh, Facebook. What have you got now? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Snapchat. Uh, Snapchat. And there's probably others out there as well. So you could actually socialize with dozens of people spread across the world without actually getting out of bed. Which is uh, where we're coming to with you, Andres. Since yeah. you have been looking into this for the past 10 years or so. And uh, we'd love to hear a little bit more about what you've been finding out recently. Yes, social interaction. Tell us all about it. Welcome to the show. <laughs> well, thanks for, for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to share some yeah, quality time with, uh, with you through the screen. Actually, I, I wish we'd so done this over Facebook Live because the irony would be just laughable. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, and that's that's a good work. I, I, I think you know the the reality is full of um, ironies and contradictions, and this is uh, what uh, we have been uh, looking at in the in the recent years, and in particular with this latest uh, research commission by by Martini on 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 friendship and social interaction, and how this is uh, evolving. You know, as a society, we have been uh, shaped by our technologies uh, forever, and with the recent techno digital technologies that we have been using at scale, it's, it's no different. And um, our uh, recent findings are, are very interesting in, in understanding how um, the, basically, if we look at the last, uh, the last 10 years, the last decade, the digital technologies uh, have been uh, shaping many things in, the, in, in our behaviors, not only individually, but collectively. And uh, uh, an important aspect of this is, you know, uh, something as, as essential as, as given us as friendships. And um, what, uh, especially in, in younger generations, uh, has been changing a lot uh, is the notion of who is, who is your friend. You know, uh, the, the concept of a friend um, is um, slightly distorted from, from you know, the, the values associated to, to friendship. When we used to, when you know, our social circles were based on on geography, on location, on the neighbors, uh, on on family family ties, and um, but now digital technologies are enabling that we expand that notion of our social circles to people that have shared interest, uh, interests, shared beliefs that may be you know in other time zones, in other far, far, far away from where we are. 
and and even in different uh, basically where we have the uh, capability of having uh, conversations that are not in in real time you know uh, with all the messaging platforms and all of these so this of course changes the nature of 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 um, the different relationships especially friendships and it brings good and bad things that is what the 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 research uh, has been uh, on unveiling uh, in in all the different cultural contexts that it has been uh, taking place so it's it's about the growing importance of of using technologies to to come together to have uh, spend more quality time together and and there are many ways that this is uh, already happening uh, we are exposed to different perspectives different cultures different kind of people so um, this is basically changing the the nature of uh, of friendship offering a, a more um, basically more possibilities of how to be friends. So can I, can I ask though of communication? Um, I mean, it, it's true, we can have friends now of people we haven't met, do you know, that live in different countries, we may not ever meet them. But the survey you did with uh, Martini was very much focused on uh, the under 34s. In the research you have done, do you see a generational shift as in, it, the younger generation are definitely communicating differently. I'm going to say our generation, which is plus 35s, are still communicating possibly on a more, uh, what would now be seen old-fashioned. We're still more likely to pick up the phone, where you know, the younger generation are far, far more likely to text than to verbally communicate. So... Is there a generational shift or actually are we all shifting now the same way because of technology? We're, uh, we're all shifting. It's um, the, what, what is um, important to understand about the digital technologies is that we are basically all, all of us who are using them in different ways, of course. But it is, um, there's no, it's, it's not a particular generational uh, change. Um, it is really more uh, driven by, by the different ways that the different cultures, the different societies kind of use their tools. But uh, there is uh, definitely, of course, a difference between people that were born, let's say, after, after the Internet became mainstream. Um, that is um, essentially uh, all the people that don't know how they were operated before this uh, real-time connectivity. Uh, so for them, it's it's of course hard to understand the way that social life happened before we had all of these tools, and um, and we had all all the um, yeah access to networks and hyper connectivity that that this brings for the generations that you know like like mine as well that we we live the the transition we can we can have this this kind of uh, before after uh, comparison. And uh, and this is where it's very important uh, uh, in in the analysis of, of the research that has been done, how essential it is to uh, understand that the scale of these uh, technologies needs a balance as well in terms of, of how we, we use it and, and why is it important to spend time together uh, in, in basically sharing physical uh, presence. So the, um, the promise of the technologies early on was, you know, like all the idea beyond the, the virtual, uh, around the virtual of, of being able to connect with someone 
uh, far away and through screens, like uh, spend time together. But it is also important to share that um, a space for, you know, for empathy, for um, all kinds of, um, of, of reasons that are, are becoming socially important to have like a, a shared experience. Um, and this is why we, we think it's very important that uh, for the emotional well-being of society, um, people spend more time together in, 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 and, have, and have the conversations in, um, in, in, this, in physical spaces that is uh, essential for moving forward. Well, I was just going to ask, just going back to, to what you were saying earlier about friends. I'm, I'm, we have children, and we teach them from a very young age. Uh, the words that you choose are very important. It's not what you say necessarily, it's how you say it. And I'm thinking about social media, and I'm, I'm just wondering if, if your research has touched on this. But it seems to me that one of the addictions, potentially, for social media is how it feeds into the ego. You know, uh, looking at a Facebook page and saying, oh, I have 2,000 friends. Going to your Instagram, I have, what have we got now, 1,000 followers? And all these people liked my photograph. So we're constantly getting this dopamine rush to the brain, to to that ego part of the brain that's that's patting you on the back, going, "Look how look how popular you are," and I'm thinking of uh, LinkedIn as well, which is a more professional platform, social media. Yet I have something like two thousand connections on LinkedIn. I don't know any of these people. I have no idea who they are. Every day it pops up with a screen of like, connect, connect, connect. And, you know, I'll grab a cup of tea and go, yeah, he looks nice. Oh, yeah, she looks cute. And I'll just click around. Next thing I have all these different connections. I'm, I'm trying to understand what the addiction is. What's driving the addiction? Is it is it sheer laziness that people are just want to use apps rather than physically go and meet people? Or... Is there a, a brain, a change in our brains that we're getting? The is it dopamine, which is the happy drug that and our body serotonin. releases, serotonin, and that we're getting serotonin rushes every time we get our photo liked or every time somebody follows us? Like I'm a leader, you follow. What's driving people to? Because in the research you did, it showed that, especially in Spain, which surprised me that people are spending more time, a lot more time, on online communication than they are in face-to-face communication. Yeah, actually, um, one of the most interesting aspects of, of, this, uh, of this research that we did with Martini is um, understanding uh, that aside or, you know, around it, the changes around the, the way that we are using technologies and the possibilities of, of those technologies, there are also uh, changes in culture uh, and in society that that we need, that go together. Three three key um, uh, reasons that or drivers that are shaping this uh, is um, a lack of time. So um, basically, as uh, as individuals, we are more and more busy. It's like very common that we always say, you know, I was busy, I was busy, I'm so busy. So the the, the busyness of life. 
uh, then we are more distributed uh, our um, our families because it's not only the internet and facebook and the digital technologies it's also the low cost airlines it's also it's it's way easier to travel around the world because we know more about other places and it's easier and cheaper to travel to other places and to uh, not only as tourists but also to um, you know have our professional lives maybe in in other countries uh, and that in, in Spain, the research uh, showed that it's, it's particularly important. So basically, our uh, social circles are distributed in, in a bigger geographical radius. And the third driver is also that we are workaholics, as uh, um, especially uh, young adults. Uh, it's all about working. So it's, it's, it doesn't end at 7 p.m. or whatever time work ends or we go out of the office you know it just continues call it in your feet because you have like a reputation to to keep call it in um in the emails uh, on linkedin linkedin is a very interesting space of course uh, because there is where your professional reputation is, is playing a role and that's that's um a context where it's very important to demonstrate that you're successful and then you see that the other one is also successful and there's like an ongoing competition and it's it's visible i guess it has always been there this competition between peers uh, but now it's more visible and they're like very precise interfaces that of course the companies have been working a lot on this uh, to make sure that that people are um, uh, using their services uh, and of course, that that has as well some unintended consequences. But overall, we were experiences this this shift and uh, what has been um, very, I think, very critical in in these uh, in these last years is the speed of change, not the change itself. It's changing too too fast, so we are all like uh, dizzy. And uh, it is, I think, um, and according to to the report, what we find is. It's only until now, these these uh, last years, that we are really, as a society, realizing the consequences of of the speed of change, not only of, of the technologies, but you know the the culture around work, the the idea of having our friends in other countries, our families in other countries, uh, because that's that's the, the kind of global village that we are living today. Well, sometimes the reason for going to another country is to get away from your family. Um, <laughs> this I thought. Can I, I just go a little bit more specifically in in the survey that you did? I, I have to say, I, I don't I don't know how many countries were surveyed. I know there was about four thousand young people from was it eighteen to thirty four or so that you surveyed, or twenty five to thirty four. Fifty three is still young. <laughs> Uh, what spread of countries was it that you that you looked at? I know Germany and Italy, Belgium and Spain were there. Were there other countries, yeah. or were those the four main ones? Yeah, it's Belgium, Germany, Italy, and Spain where the where the report was uh, the the survey was was covered. Okay, and what surprised me, I, I have to say, because I I would have argued or thought. In some ways, and I know a certain amount of statistics from the UK, which would be similar to Ireland, um, because it's wetter and colder, uh, there is a cultural shift of why people don't go out more and it's easier to stay in, particularly in the wintertime and be online. What I thought was very surprising was actually Spain was sort of the highest of those that were spending a lot more time 
I mean, over from two to five hours a day, scrolling through their friends' social media feeds, for example. And uh, again, Spain was the highest in agreeing that they see yeah, friends less in person now that there's a lot more social media the than Spanish they did before. Spanish more social, if you compare that, because we lived in France, you can compare it to France. In Spanish, they, there's, there's swarms of Spanish. You know, when they come to Ireland mm. as students, you don't get one or two Spanish students getting on a bus. You get an entire swarm of them. And you see it in town, you go into town, you, you have big groups of, of Spanish people socializing, where in, say, France, you'd see smaller groups, two or three, possibly four French kids hanging out together. Yeah, so but well, that's why I thought it was surprising, because I would have thought Germany and Belgium possibly would have had higher statistics. Um, but actually, your research showed that, you know, there was still, the, the statistics were very high for Spain of, of essentially, you know, one in three people feeling lonely, uh, uh, in essence. Yeah, it's 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 part of a of a very I mean a very critical social issue that is is not particular of Spain but other countries as well and refers to a demographic uh, shift. So uh, and and it is a trend that it is is uh, it's, it's growing in a in a very important speed, which is uh, people living alone. So you know in. Decades ago, the the idea of a family was more established, especially more conservative countries. Uh, but um, as I mentioned uh, earlier, now that is easier to not only easier to travel and to like study abroad, uh, but also in particular in the in the case of Spain, there was a crisis uh, some years ago, and uh, there there was a massive change in uh, in the in the demographics. So uh, a lot of um, there was a, a brain drain, basically. So the people that had the chance to relocate to either study or to work in cities as London, as Berlin or, or Paris, uh, they just left the country. Also, it is um, way, uh, I mean, the, the prices of, of rent here uh, spiked in the recent years a lot. And this um, mobility for good or, or, or bad reasons is changing the way that the basically the basic units of, of society in Spain are and basically you have more and more people uh, living alone especially uh, senior people uh, which of course leads leads to um, one of the contemporary sadly one of the contemporary epidemics which is uh, which is loneliness and there's of course the difference between the people that want to and, and we are living in a society that um, builds all the narrative around uh, individualist uh, behaviors. So it's, it's the, the power of the individual in a way. And uh, what uh, in our research with, uh, with Martini really stands out is this importance of uh, questioning this, uh, understanding the, the social implications of, of so many of, of us uh, living, living alone, and how it's important to find spaces and, and, and time to, um, to socialize in, you know, with, with the physical, with a physical presence. In, in, in contrast with basically what, what is happening, especially what, what is different, I would say, in, in, in young people in Spain, uh, is that they actively, I mean, the social aspect of, of the local culture is there. So they, they use the digital tools also to, um, you know, to expand their, their, their networks, to discover more, uh, more people, more ways of, uh, of, of living and all of, all of this, <laughs> uh, of, of uh, finding work opportunities. 
it is it is not necessarily um, an, a, a dualism like between if if I use more social tools then I'm isolated from the real world it's not necessarily that, uh, the case but at the same uh, so the, basically the, the driver of of this loneliness is is not the, the digital technologies uh, per se uh, in it can be used in ways that it can be isolating um, and this is happening in in some segments of of the of the population uh, but but overall there are all other drivers there's um, economical drivers uh, the the way that um, also you know the way that we entertain ourselves is is, is also changing a lot so if if we associate the um, um, basically loneliness and and contemporary entertainment there are there are big changes so you know i was having a conversation last uh, last, last night with a friend uh, on how important uh, it is uh, to understand that uh, some decades ago we didn't have like a, the idea of all the possibilities of, of staying in one place and, and having access to a universe of content so you had to watch tv and tv in a way is a shared experience because different people can are looking at the same content in the same screen uh, today we all have the equivalent of a TV in our pockets, and we are all watching different stuff. Um, so that shared experience is, is not happening, uh, which is um, what we can see uh, on the street. You know, when, when there's, for example, a, a football match or an event, you know, that everybody's looking at the same story, and then we can talk about the same story. Mm. That is uh, that is very uh, very important in terms of of having a, um, a shared uh, a shared experience and and that translates into a healthier uh, society so that is in terms of, of the conclusions of the research that is uh, a very important aspect uh, of, uh, of the time that uh, well of, of, of the experiences that need to be shared is that, is that not what retweeting and um, no that's not the same what at it, all what it is that's the modern way of doing it that but shared it's not experience of, of retweeting something you've sent or you know, sending one of your posts. So I, I don't do f social media, so actually I, 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 I'm not sure of I the think, words. I, well, the, the other interesting thing you said, I mean, there is the shared experience that even if we're watching a football match together, do you know, we're sharing the experience together. But there is also a bit, and, and I know your research sort of showed how about two-thirds of people would say face-to-face -face communication made them feel happier, more energized. One of the things you mentioned of how quickly digital technology has changed and our communication is changing, I, I would still argue that we are still essentially human. We haven't changed as quickly as our technology has. So we are still, as humans, you know, we need that face-to-face -face yeah. nuances of body language, of the tics, of the eye contact, of the physical, what happens physically when you have a hug with someone. You can't, we might be able Skyping here and be face-to-face, -face, which is nice, but it's still actually <coughs> not going to be quite the same experience as if you were on the other side of the desk. Because at some point, you know, you have your share a cup of coffee, you have a hug at the end, you have, you know, the physical body language that we've had for millennia. We're missing, I think, that physical body language. And 
possibly that is why when when you did your survey, one of the things that came so out 80 was eighty percent of communication is is you know eighty percent of communication is meant to be body language. So one of the one of the things I think that was revealed in your research was two thirds of people said that they felt better when they had face to face contact. Um, I would argue we're still human. Just just going back to what you, you were saying about f physical ad adaptation, didn't you read a report where they were saying that the, the way the brain works is changing from rather than thinking and, and trying to recall a memory of, of some piece of information, we now, our first thought is, where do I reference that? So yeah. if I say, you, you know, what do you think of African elephants? Even now, within 10 years, you won't think of what you try and remember about African elephants. You will think first, oh, I, I wonder what's the quickest way to get that info. Shall I use Google or shall I use, you know, yeah, The whatever. first thing I think of when you say African elephants is the old black and white Tarzan movies where they used Indian elephants. That shows your generation. They, they stu <laughs> no, they stuck on bigger ears to the Indian elephants to make them look like African ones. <laughs> So, I, I mean, yes, I, I would think that we are changing, but we are not changing as quickly as our technology is. And possibly your research uh, also reflects that in how people said that they felt better when they actually did have face-to-face -face contact. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and what is also interesting from, from the report and the research is that it is, it is not necessarily about... Um, saying that the the way that we the technologies are influencing our behaviors is is by definition negative there are uh, different ways that these technologies are, are being used and and there are more and more to come where we can actually um, augment that social aspect of being human that need for a shared experience that need for for a hug in a way you know for for a real for a quality conversation uh, and um, one of the positive aspects, for example, is that there's the, the opportunity of, you know, what we are doing at this, at this point. You know, if, if we didn't have these digital technologies, I would have to go to, uh, to Palma, which is not a, necessarily a, a bad idea, <laughs> but, but it would take time and money and all of this. Yeah. And um, um, these technologies also enable for, for this kind of, uh, of, of connection, even across generations. Uh, and, and, and for that, it's, it's very important to, um, to understand that we are, I mean, humans are the ones designing the technologies. They are not coming from, from a magic place and, and we are like using them. It's like we are, we are able to shape them and we are able also to uh, understand as, as we use them, how can we use them in, in better ways, in, in more human ways, in more conscious ways that are aware of, of the impact that they are having in the, in the planet as well. So it, it is, uh, I mean, the, at the end, uh, the, the report is also very optimistic in terms of, of how we can learn to use these uh, tools in, in, a, in a more conscious way, uh, thinking of, of them as tools for, for wellness in individually, but also uh, collectively. As you know, an example of that is, is that we can be aware of, of more realities, of more perspectives, and, and uh, that is... Um, uh, essential moving forward to have um, a, a better um, a better society uh, so that is that is very important to uh, to highlight 
and uh, in terms of of you know of, of humans and 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 the and the way that that, that the, we use our our tools you know the, there's all um, all kind of, of examples of of, of these uh, contradictions that also emerge as we start uh, using and understanding what we can do with the with the tools so it's it's also early on you know if we consider how, how many years we have been using these digital technologies uh, and we think in a different scale of time, it's, uh, we are in the early days. We, we, we think of social media in terms of being an isolationist thing. One person, one device doing your social media, be it Facebook or Snapchat or whatever it is you're doing. But one thing that well, we've observed it with, with um, our kids, and I've seen it when I've been out, is, for example, our 11-year-old daughter was at a party with six of her friends or something. And we don't. She doesn't have a phone, but she has a WhatsApp thing uh, group, group with friends uh, on, on Maeve's phone. And we were out having dinner, and in the course of the evening, while these six, seven children, uh, around the age of ten to twelve, were at this party, they exchanged something like a hundred and fifty messages. One hundred and twenty. One hundred and twenty messages. A group of five of them on WhatsApp, and and they're in the same room. They're in the same physical location. And I've also seen it um, out where you'll have a couple and they'll be on their individual phones and then they'll be looking at individual screens. So my point being, did, did you look at the integration of social media into actual physical connections, i.e. when two people are meeting for dinner or a pub or a group of people and how social media... Uh, has become part of that interaction. Yes, absolutely, and and this example that you share is uh, is is very uh, very common and and responds to the way that these different apps uh, have been taking a an important place in, in how all the well the different interactions that we have on a daily basis and how how they they evolve basically. So what. Um, one one aspect of of the of the research that uh, you know responds to this is the idea of of different kind of of, of families and uh, different or basically the, these tools become very important to address the different kind of connections that that we have today. So um, friends uh, are more spread. Uh, so the the only way to keep in touch with those friends is through these tools. Uh, if um, even you know, for example, in my case, my family is, is in 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 Colombia, Latin America. Uh, it's through WhatsApp that I have that daily connection that I would have if I was living there. You know, by mm-hmm. having a, a physical interaction. Uh, so it's it's enabling. You know, these these tools are are enablers. And of course, for uh, for kids these days, uh, they were born into this. So for them, it will be more natural to jump into a a WhatsApp conversation in the in the same room, uh, but um, at the same time, that is where we need to find balance, you know, and and, and look at these behaviors from a more um, uh, from a broader perspective, uh, so that we understand that uh, there are uh, basically new tools in our in our ecosystem, uh, but at the same time, there are uh, different uh, different kind of um, of interactions, different type of social structures, different. Uh, it's, it's it's different times, so we need different tools, uh, and we are at the point 
where, where we need that balance, you know, where, where we need to be more conscious, more aware of, of how we are using those those tools and what implications they have. They, they will there will always be implications. So it's um, and, and these conversations need to need to happen. And this is why we are we're talking about these uh, topics uh, today. And and uh, it's um, it's taking more and more um, importance at all scales, at government scale, at uh, as you know, the um, inside families, in schools, everywhere. But it's, it's kind of part of, of the of the history of, of humanity that that we uh, first do the tool, then then we we see the unintended consequences, uh, and then we we adapt to uh, our behaviors. We f- we are we naturally find the, that balance. So we are in that kind of um, of tension at the moment. Being a little bit more specific, um, I believe that this. This research that was recently done was um, sponsored, so to speak, by Martini. So they had a, that's how we found out about it, was this idea of Martini time, which isn't actually about necessarily meeting up to have Martini, but was actually about looking at the research that you did over these four countries, looking at sort of some of the deficits and looking at the positives, which is, in essence, as humans, to find that balance, we really need to make sure that we still have that face-to-face communication. Can you tell us a little bit more about Martini time? Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, what is um, important to understand as well is that uh, brands can play a, a very important role in these challenges that we're experiencing as a society. They are active players that are shaping the, the way that that we think that uh, that we that we live. So it's important that uh, brands as, as Martini are taking a stand and saying, you know, uh, it's it's important that we talk about this, that that we think of as we think of, of the future of, of all kinds of technologies and and topics and big topics. We also think about the future of, of friendship, and uh, and raise important uh, important questions to have this kind of uh, of conversations. In terms of, of of Martini, which is a brand that was actually founded by by, by three close friends, uh, yeah, so it has that this idea of, of the value of friendship at the core. Um, what um, what is very important is to understand also how vital it is um, that the narratives that are coming from uh, from from brands has are basically responding to to what is happening out there in in, in society and having a positive message so something that is uh, constructive that brings reflection and uh, the value of, of, of these reports and the and the insights uh, match very well with um you know what we can describe as a very simple simple thing but it's simple i mean life is made of, of these simple things and and it's just having a, a quality conversation with our friends and and having this this uh, shared uh, uh, shared experience and uh, we need that kind of uh, doses of of, ha- uh, of happiness uh, of of a shared human experience as, uh, as i said to live better lives to deal better with our problems uh, to deal better with all the challenges that uh, the speed of, of change is, is bringing to our to our communities so uh, it is um, um, yeah it is it is uh, overall it's, it's, it's interesting to to be able to address uh, these uh, these social issues um, from from the perspective of, of a brand you know that has the has the, the heritage in terms of, of uh, understanding why friendship is uh, is important and how we can spend more uh, more quality time together in different places. 
Can I uh, just mention, I didn't realize Martini was actually founded by three friends, which is a nice place to start. But one of my favorite pieces of research was uh, one of the longest studies that was done, was done in, in the Boston area in Harvard. And it started in the 1930s. And it started where they surveyed a group of men, I think it was about 2,000, from blue collar to white collar, workers of all sorts, and they came back every five years or so to check on them, to see you know, how, how their health was, how their work was, how their life was. <coughs> and they kept this going over their entire lifetimes, pretty much. And one thing I loved about it was it was near kind of the end of the research that they actually went and they talked to their wives. And a lot of the wives went, you want to know about my husband and finally you're talking to me? <laughs> you know. But at the end of the, the research, one of the things they discovered was the longevity and the sense of quality of life was not based on how much money they had or even how good their health was. It was actually based on the quality of the relationships they had. Those that had solid, solid friendships had good long marriages, had family around them. They were the ones who showed the greatest longevity in life and they were the ones that said that they had the best quality of life. And it wasn't about, it wasn't about money or how much they made. And I, I love that research because I think it not only is one of the longest pieces of human research done, but it also shows um, the importance of friendships in our lives. Could I ask, did, did you... In, in in your survey, um, did you look at the, the darker aspect of the effect of social media on young people? And I'm not sure if it was part of, of, of your survey or, or not, uh, but we reported on, I think it was beginning of the year, how um, the correlation between, uh, for example, increase in suicides amongst um, Male and females, since the the insurgence uh, of of social media, this and two thousand and twelve, two thousand and twelve, where there's been an increase uh, with young males of about seventy odd percent, and females of about sixty or fifty percent. No, females was considerably was less. 30%? It was about forty percent. I think the research was done in the U.S. comparison, and uh, you know, which which can tie back to either. Yeah, there's part of it could be victimization over a social media platform, but also that isolationism, that not that lack of social interaction, and that that feeling of being alone, which uh, is kind of driving it. Did did your survey look at that side of of social media and its impact? Well, the the research was uh, was a little bit more focused on the um, uh, basically not not uh, assuming not taking that uh, assumption. Um, there were of course uh, some aspects of of the um, of the consequences of, of the way that we are using these technologies uh, in terms of uh, of mental health and, and other aspects in, in in different groups in different countries as well. Uh, but the focus of the research was more in trying to understand the the way that the Social interactions, in particular, is labeled as, as as friendships. How it is, uh, how it is changing. Of course, there's one aspect of that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is uh, or one uh, insight is how we are uh, living more, or more people are living alone. 
uh, which is not necessarily um, not necessarily um, let's say a, a negative thing, uh, but it brings some uh, some big uh, social issues and also for for the individuals. Um, but overall, uh, there are um, topics that are, were more related, or we're, we're looking at, 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 at the changes in the kind of, of uh, relationship. For example, how there are different ways of being a couple, how there are like we have like more spaces to to experience our social life. So the focus was more in in looking at the at the context uh, rather than going deeper into. Um, kind of a subset of, of those consequences being related to uh, to the topics that uh, that you mentioned um, that being said as well uh, there's some um, an important um, note on on the understanding why usually there's this link between the digital technologies and and uh, uh, being the driver or the cause of uh, of of this kind of um, you know of, of uh, epidemics around loneliness and the consequences of that depression and and, and, and other issues like this, uh, but we need to understand that, you know, there's so many other things uh, going on in the world that are just being like interconnected with uh, with each other. So um, the the way that um, all the all the survey was um, was being addressed was also into looking at the at the context uh, as well uh, in terms of of the social, of the economical, of the um, uh, other kind of factors that are influencing these changes in in lifestyle, um, and in particular uh, address how the um, our basically our relationship with the tools can be um, can be shaped in a good way. That is um, that is how we think that uh, it is, um, you know, uh, basically a change in the narrative that is that is needed mm. uh, in terms of, of not being like um, pointing to the technologies as as the cause of of uh, our social issues, uh, but it's it can be actually enablers and they are actually uh, enablers of uh, of solutions to uh, to this growing. Uh, Growing issues in, in in mental health, especially in, in young people, um, so it, it has um, a basically um, a very positive take on on the opportunities that as a society we have on how we deal well with the contemporary social interactions at uh, the at uh, the issues that that brings. Well, I think Martini should organise loads of parties <laughs> and get people out. <laughs> I'm happy, happy to go there. Happy to interact. Indeed, but I, I mean, I think it's a, a lovely, um, knowing where they started from, uh, I think it's a a lovely focus of trying to bring people together. It's one of the things I love. I think it's great that people are doing that, that they're actually looking at social media and, and saying, and look, let's, looking not for, at let's not forget the importance to hang out of together. Human interaction. Do you know, mm. it's, it's one of the things I love, in particular living here in Mallorca, which is why the research surprised me about Spain was um, it is a very sociable place. You know, my kids, my teenagers would be out a lot more than they would be in with friends. And they would really feel the need as teenagers to be face-to-face and meeting up and hanging out. And and in some ways, for me, that's a big part of the quality of life of living here in Mallorca. 
versus in Ireland where it's happening less and less. Um, the, the there is a lot more isolation in people, you know, staying in more <laughs> of, you know, kids interacting more and more online. So friends so of ours have just left and gone back to Denmark. Terrible, and they, but they had to go back. And uh, they visited recently. And we said, yeah, how's it going there? And we actually asked the, the question separately, um, you know, the husband and then the wife. They both said the same thing. It says, it's not like Spain. In Spain, you can pick up the phone, and that afternoon, you're meeting up with the people. You've got a bottle of wine, a piece of bread, and, uh, and you're, you're, you're doing something. In Denmark, you need two or three months' notice. And uh, the one thing she missed from, from Spain was that, that, that ease of social interaction. So, uh, well done to Martini for yeah. putting this together. It was very interesting research. Um, surprising, but uh, interesting. And I think, as you said, uh, looking forward, it's important to recognize the importance of face-to-face -face communication and um, how important it is for us, you know, from your research, two-thirds said they felt happier and more energized when they got to meet people. So looking at the positive spin of it, uh, I think is <coughs> going forward in the future, really important for all of us to remember. It might be Friday night, but it's better to get out and meet people in person. Um, of course, it depends who you're meeting. If that is true. <laughs> yeah, there's some people just suck the life out of you. you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I hadn't done that one. Um, so, um, okay. thank you so Andres, much, Andres. Yes. It was lovely to chat with you. Thank you for sharing that with us. That was really, um, that was very interesting. Very yeah, interesting. thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, not, not at all. And <clears throat> well, what happens next? I mean, um, is it now a case of sharing your information with people and encouraging them to you know, bring their phone with them, but go out and meet people? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's it's all about opening the conversation. As yeah. uh, as we just experienced it, there's so many topics that need uh, need to be uh, discussed uh, with all kinds of uh, you know communities, and um, and this is actually the the key message that that uh, it is not about you know we are not like condemned to a particular future. There's a, we are in a in a very we basically need to be conscious that we are in a very important time in period of, of history. Of so we, uh, the decisions that we make collectively will shape the next decades, uh, hopefully for uh, for better ways, and uh, and even broad topics as uh, and abstract topics as friendship um, are are on the table now. So it is important to have these discussions, and our hope is that uh, this uh, research commissioned by by Martini sparks these these conversations, uh, ideally in in in, in physical spaces, spaces, so so that uh, we actually have that that shared experience and start uh, questioning the way that we are using the technologies. How do we want to use them? And understanding the other changes in 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 the way that you know we are we're shaping our social uh, circles. So that is um, we we hope that as many as people uh, engage with the report that um, in in line with the whole campaign that uh, that Martini is launching globally around Martini time that is is 
using uh, a very important vehicle for contemporary society that is advertising. It is it is part of, of how we shape our our narrative. So it's very important that the messages that are spread in this in this context uh, have this uh, social awareness. You know, it's a uh, um, that is, um, I think, a, a very, um, a very good step moving forward. That we also use advertising to spark these very important conversations. And can I just ask if people would like to look a little bit more into the research and the report that you did? Is there a way that people can access the information? I am not sure. I, I'll, I'll, uh, if if the if there's is, if there's it's published in a in a in a website, I, I would need to double check okay. with. Okay. Uh, well, we will following this conversation. Yeah. Um, we'll get on to the company that put us in touch, and and we can share it up as well, because I think it, it's interesting information that you've been yeah. working on. So, thank you so much for your time today. Keep up today. the good work. It was a pleasure to talk with you, and. Uh, okay for face-to-face friendships. Um, it's nice to be face-to-face. <laughs> so, yes. Um, okay. Keep up the good work. And uh, <laughs> Thank you very much. For all of you out there, it is, um, this has been brought to you by Martini, yes. who have done some research on the importance of face-to-face communication and yeah. friendships. And, and it's, it's not just... Good for us all. But not just face-to-face. You know, what we, we've also got... We've got people texting each other to arrange to make a phone call. And I think we need to stop that as well. Just pick yeah. up the phone, phone somebody, arrange just to chat. meet them, go out and have a martini uh, with an olive <laughs> and, um, and get back to hugging and not just clicking like uh, <laughs> and stuff like that. Because, you know, like. Anyway, uh, great. Thank you again, Andres. I was getting going off on one there. That's the way I do it. Um, <laughs> And hopefully we'll have you back on the future. Um, yeah. And good luck. I think it's a great campaign. Uh, and well done, Martini. And um, let's get us all back out together again. You have been hey, yes, Have a great yes. day. Yes, you're listening to uh, <laughs> The Overboard Show. It is... Um, it is the end of Martini it time. It is the end of Martini time. Chatting or about face-to-face It's, it's the end of that segment and perhaps the beginning of Martini time. It Somewhere in the world right now is Martini time. I think uh, we might need to go down south to Australia, though. It's a little bit early here, <laughs> still in Spain. <laughs> I'm good with that. Thanks again, Andres. Ciao. Okay, ciao. You are listening to Super Yacht Radio.